Welcome to episode 4 of the Construction Noise Podcast. I'm your host, Mahmoud Al-Souti, and in today's podcast, I've decided to balance out my last episode called Construction for Non-Constructors. As such, today's episode focuses on Construction for Constructors. The big question is, why? Surely, somebody involved in construction knows which part of the industry they are in. Well, they do. However, even some of the most experienced people I have met in the construction industry do not truly know how they impact each other. To explore this concept further, we are going to talk about three key roles in our industry. The designer slash consultant, the contractor, and the supplier. What do they do? How do they impact the final result and why? Sometimes, do they go to war with each other? Enjoy the show. The relationship between the three parties I mentioned in the intro is the secret sauce for any successful project. The kickoff meeting usually starts with, we are to work together towards the same interest, finishing the project at hand in a timely and quality manner. Then, each team goes back to their office and starts working on their own interests. And that is where the tragic story begins. The best way to look at this splintering moment is to start with each of their perspectives. First up, the designer or the supervision consultant. If this is your role, you will already have a picture in your mind of how the project will look once completed. Most, if not all, find it extremely difficult to settle for anything different from what expectations they have already set in their minds. Once the pain dries on their vision, it's permanent. Whilst this commitment to making an image come to life is an overall positive, it comes with a downside that can often paralyze the project, halting its progress. The cause? Pressure. The responsibility bestowed upon the designer or supervisor is considerably huge. As the appointed technical representative for the client, they have to look out for the client's best interest. It's also extra hard to lose sight of your client's goals when they are the ones paying for everything. One obligation that weighs incredibly heavily on designers is making sure that contractors stick to the standards set in the design documents. This is because suppliers are required to abide by the specifications and material lists approved by the designers. The goal, therefore, is also that all timelines should be respected and adhered to. These tasks barely scratch the surface of what an interior designer or supervisor has to attend to, but in short, their role often spans being both the judge and the jury, which often causes clashes and arguments with contractors and suppliers. Next up, and often sitting next door, is the contractor, our second major player with their own pressures and externalities to address. The most common person you'll see sat in a meeting chair on behalf of the contractor is the assigned project manager. You'll know it's them if you hear something like, we don't have enough budget for this project and we are trying to complete it with the least expense possible. There is no way you can imagine this statement does not cause stress for that role and sometimes it can even become crippling. This is because the commercial or financial pressure they face is also tag teaming against them with the technical aspects of the project. The interior designer can create an environment that looks nice on paper and in theory. However, most designers lack experience in terms of what can technically be achieved and what must be adjusted to abide by the laws of physics or to meet the environment their designs will exist in. When you see contractors make modifications to a designer's work, 
It means that the two parties do not share a reality and compromises need to be made. In those modifications come adjustments to timelines that many contractors can see as unrealistic or unachievable. Add to this the additional work that clients always tend to request. And finally, this pressure cocktail, they have to factor in the capabilities of suppliers, not just of materials, but also services, which are known as subcontractors. Their commitment to the project and quality of delivery is always a major concern for the contractor. However, they are as important a part of the puzzle as the contractor and interior designer. So now is a good time to talk about the third player here, the suppliers. As I mentioned, you have a service supplier or subcontractor, or you can have a material supplier also known as a trade supplier. The scope of work associated to the project is distributed amongst them, whether it's supply only, installation only, or supply and installation. These terms ultimately define the level of their involvement. At the same meeting you heard me describe in your mind earlier, you may often hear a supplier say, the scope provided to us is different from what the designer discussed in our original meeting. When you sit at the table like this, you'll often hear about many things that designers are expecting that were not run past the supplier ahead of time. The question then arises as to why this happened. Was it deliberate or was the contractor not informed in the first place? The answer lies in another follow-on comment you'll hear from contractors. The set target dates are not achievable. We have joined the project recently. If we were brought on board earlier, this could have been possible. Unfortunately, different suppliers joined the project at different times. This is because they are only needed at different times. So it's only logical to get them involved when they are needed. However, the planning and lead time they require is often underestimated. With all that being said, it's quite evident that the opening statement went down the drain. Every team is working according to their agenda and serving their own interest. I say their own because that is the case. I insist on the fact that completing the project at hand is the only way all can benefit and is the only way the interest of all the above is served. Just like gears have to be in line and connected for a car to move, the same logic applies here. The project is the car and the gears are the three team I've highlighted. Now the first step is to put all gears in place. This means all the teams required to be on board must be brought in as early as possible because the earlier the gears are in place, the better the machine moves. The issue at hand here is planning. Not enough time and resources are dedicated to this part of the execution. As Abraham Lincoln once said, if you give me eight hours to cut down a tree, I would spend the first six hours sharpening my axe. Know what you need and who you need. By doing so and getting everyone and everything on board early on, you enable all parties to communicate and problem solving becomes proactive instead of reactive. Now that the gears are in place, we need to make them turn in the same direction. The way to connect these gears in the right direction is communication. As a cliche as it may sound, just rewind back and hear what examples I gave. Then you will notice that communication is the issue. Incomplete information is as harmful as no information and can even be worse. Being led in the wrong direction is worse than not being led at all. This happens unintentionally, but the effect gets cascaded and amplified. When the designer does not communicate the requirements of the project to the contractor, then the contractor cannot communicate the requirements to the suppliers. This is where things go wrong and gears go out of place. 
What makes matters worse is when one of the three stakeholders does not recognize a problem is simply miscommunication. This creates a working relationship issue that often requires more time to repair. We'll be diving deeper into this subject in future episodes, so maybe let's pause here for now. If you are a designer, contractor, or supplier, I would love your thoughts and maybe even include what you've learned in a future episode. Why not send me an email to share your views to mahmoud at almanartech.com or send me a message through Instagram at Mahmoud El Suki. You can also get those details in the show notes. If you're listening on Apple Podcast, I would love a five-star rating and review. And Android users, subscribe on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you on the next episode of Construction Noise. Let's build something special.